You're listening to the Mind Your Home podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home podcast. Hey, welcome back to the channel. If you've been feeling like a ridiculous person stressing over the sheer quantity of clutter and misplaced things, well, science says you may not be wrong. Research has identified some legitimate psychological effects of clutter that you may or may not be aware of. This is actually an update to the very first video that I ever made here on YouTube and my most popular blog post of all time. So I'm gonna have that blog post linked down in the description if you like to read along with research heavy type of topics. This video is sponsored by True Earth and I'll share more about them in a bit. So we have clutter for various reasons. Uncontrolled impulses emotional sentiment, fear of the future, guilt, obligation, etc. And in many ways, we perceive our belongings as being a part of us, extensions of ourselves. They represent our past memories, our present habits and routines, and our goals for the future. So because of the above reasons, decluttering can be emotionally difficult. And add to that the required effort of going through years of dusty belongings, it's no surprise that clutter remains such a widespread struggle for so many people. Our attachments to belongings, blended with the beliefs that we hold about our belongings, including beliefs about our own abilities and habits, weigh heavily on any resolution to let go. But is clutter a sign of a problem? stagnant energy. She says, where there's clutter in your home, there will be clutter in you, either physically, mentally, or emotionally. So have you ever heard the saying, you can tell a lot about a person by their trash? Well, our clutter also says a lot about us. For example, if your clutter consists of other people's things, you might have issues with boundaries. If your clutter is largely memorabilia, stuff from the past, you may have trouble with letting go of the past and moving forward. If you constantly find yourself relying on the phrase, better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it, or what if I need this someday? That's a sign of uncertainty or distrust in the future. For unfinished projects, things like unused art supplies or an untouched guitar sitting in the corner, this could represent perfectionist standards or an identity misalignment. Maybe peacefully passing the time as an artist was more enjoyable in theory than in reality. Our homes are vivid reflections of our minds. But can our minds also be a reflection of our homes? Well, that's what we're here to talk about today, the psychological effects of clutter according to research. The most obvious psychological effect of clutter is stress. But it's not just you. Many research studies have proven that a physical stress response correlates with cluttered environments. A study by UCLA is probably the most popular of the studies so far. They observed 32 middle-class families and found that all of the mother's stress hormones in the study spiked during times of dealing with their belongings. So in this study, they took saliva swabs and they found consistent increases in cortisol levels, which many of you know is the human stress hormone. So how much of an impact does this have on our daily lives? Well, I love the way Dr. Rick Hansen, the author of Hardwiring Happiness, explains it. He says that cortisol can result in structural changes to our brain, causing long-term sensitivity to stress. 
To quote him, he says, cortisol goes into the brain and stimulates the alarm center, the amygdala, and kills neurons in the hippocampus, which besides doing visual and spatial memory, also calms down the amygdala and calms down stress altogether. So this mental experience of stress, especially if it's chronic and severe, gradually changes the structure of the brain. So we become aggressively more sensitive to stress. The mind can change the brain, can change the mind. I love that last line. The mind can change the brain, can change the mind. Daily stress actually changes the physical structure of your brain to be even more sensitive to stress. So keep that in mind. If you're always finding yourself stressed out when you walk in the door after work, it's worth tending to before permanent changes occur. This definitely isn't the last that you're going to hear me talk about stress, but let's move on to number two, which is the psychosocial effects of clutter. I actually have a video all about how clutter impacts your relationships that you can check out right here, but tidy homes indicate having it all together, especially for women historically. So it's no surprise that cluttered environments can result in feelings of low self-worth. It's likely one of the many reasons that clutter has been linked to depression, but we're going to talk more about that later. So in a study called The Dark Side of Home, released by the Journal of Environmental Psychology, due to the link between our self-perception and our homes, clutter had a negative impact on the psychological home and subjective well-being of their participants. Notice it says subjective well-being. In other words, how the participants felt about their well-being. Self-perception is key to overall life satisfaction, confidence, and coping capabilities. When we feel less capable and less in control of our own space, anxiety and depression can set in. I talk a lot about self-efficacy in this video on things psychologists know about your clutter that you don't, so I recommend that you check that out for a deeper dive into self-efficacy and this whole subjective well-being. But not only does your environment impact how you feel about yourself, it may reinforce feelings that you already have as a form of confirmation bias. That shame and inadequacy associated with cluttered environments contribute to many of the social effects of clutter that we see. I've had countless people tell me that they refuse to have company over or that their children aren't allowed to have friends visit because they're so embarrassed about their home. So this, of course, leads to social isolation and lowered confidence. I like the way June Sarawatari puts it. She's the founder of the Organizing Maniac. She says, we hang on to far more objects than we need, and instead of motivating us, they become talismans of guilt and shame. Number three is distraction from focus. Shocker alert, clutter is distracting. It causes our brains to shift into multitasking mode, which is incompatible with focusing. So while juggling your thoughts may sound impressive, it's been shown to waste time and decrease efficiency. In fact, it's been proven that the human brain actually can't focus on more than one task at a time, meaning that the notion of multitasking, at least the way we often think of it, doesn't really exist. Sure, we can have more than one task pending at any given time, but our attention is only being dedicated to one. So instead, when we believe that we're, quote, multitasking, what's actually happening is that our brains are shifting rapidly from one line of thought to another, a practice called context switching. Research conducted at Princeton University and MIT concluded that the amount of time and efficiency lost for each additional task increases exponentially. So while one additional task resulted in a 20% loss of time, five tasks resulted in a whopping 75% loss. Another study by Princeton University found that clutter competes for your brain's resources, preventing focus and limiting processing power. And I quote, 
multiple stimuli present in the visual field at the same time compete for neural representation by mutually suppressing the evoked activity throughout the visual cortex. That's a mouthful, but in short, clutter is distracting. One of the major psychological effects of clutter is that it can be mentally debilitating for children and adults with ADHD and ADD. So what about behavioral effects? Frustration, irritation, avoidance, apathy. Cluttered and chaotic environments can bring on a garden variety of unpleasant emotions that domino into unpleasant behaviors. Clutter has been linked to two of the top five reasons for divorce, excessive arguments and financial problems. A study published in the Journal of Applied Developmental Psychology shows the effects of a chaotic environment on children. Noisy, crowded homes characterized by a lack of routines may undermine children's ability to regulate emotions and behavior and may provide children with opportunities to act out. So much of our energy is derived from our environments. There are so few things that can alter our mood and emotions as immediately as our environment can. Simply stepping into a room can soothe a person into calmness or move them and agitate them into uneasiness. Beyond the aesthetics of a space, being overwhelmed by disorganization and clutter in general can lead to things like apathy and avoidance. The effect is inaction via procrastination. Basically, I would rather watch Netflix than have to deal with all of this mess, so I'm going to avoid it and check out. Our environments inform our habits and our behaviors. That's why aligning your environment with whatever your goals and intentions are can really make all the difference in achieving those goals and intentions or reaching your next level, whatever that is. You can see more about that in this video on aligning your home. And finally, clutter wreaks havoc on your mental health. And I could honestly create an entire video on just this section, and I probably will at some point. We already touched on how cluttered homes lead to isolation, stress, and low self-worth all directly linked to depression. In addition, cluttered environments have been shown to correlate with increased rates of insomnia, which leads to poor hormone regulation, which is another core factor in mental health management. A study called No Place Like Home, which was published in the Personality and Social Psychology Bulletin, found that the way people described their homes reflected whether their time at home felt restorative or stressful. In this study, women with higher stress hormone scores had increased depressed moods over the course of the day, whereas women with higher restorative home scores had decreased depressed moods over the day. So which came first, the chicken or the egg? Like, of course, there's this whole chicken or egg debate, are mental health disorders the catalyst for cluttered environments or the other way around? Well, as with most chicken or egg discussions, I tend to land in the middle. I think it's a little bit of both. Our environments and our minds are really a feedback loop of each other. Cognitive Behavioral Therapy Models, CBT, which is the current foundation for therapy practices and life improvement all over the world, indicate that our thoughts impact our emotions, which then impact our behaviors, which then impact our thoughts. And this cycle continues. And this cycle can keep people stuck in ruts in various areas of their lives for years. But one thing that's not indicated in the core CBT model is the result of those actions or behaviors, because our behaviors or our actions directly then result in our environments or our results. 
For example, you're at the store and something catches your attention. You feel a certain way about the thing that you see. Maybe it's fear of missing out or excitement or interest. So you take action based on that emotion. And as a result, your environment is impacted. You buy the thing, you don't buy the thing. Or you consider donating a gift from a family member, but you feel guilty. So you hold on to it in the back of your closet. And then a series of these same processes have now led to a cluttered closet. But it doesn't stop there because then the state of your environment, as we've discussed in this entire video, then impacts your mind and your thoughts and your psychological state. So the cycle repeats. Those thoughts impact your emotions, impact your behaviors, impact your environments, impact your thoughts. And it keeps people in cycles of feeling stressed out at home and feeling like they can't overcome the state of their home and their habits and routines and what they're currently experiencing. There's also a direct relationship in the way that some belongings sway emotions directly. Some belongings may directly cause stress, anger, sadness, just due to the nature of that item. Holding on to these things can perpetuate depression or anxiety or feelings of sadness and keep us from moving on from past experiences or trauma that you may have been through. In this way, the psychological effects of clutter aren't only related to the fact that there is clutter, but to the types of clutter present. Many clear out belongings after a divorce, for example, or a breakup in order to simultaneously clear their minds for a fresh start. I've heard from widows who struggle to heal from their loss due to being surrounded by their spouse's belongings. Our environments are closely related to our happiness and our ability to thrive, and the psychological effects of clutter can sway whether our environments are supportive or detrimental. If you like this video, be sure to give it a thumbs up. A quick reminder that the blog version of this, if you are somebody who does better with reading the stats or you want to click on links to see some of the studies that I mentioned in this video, I'll have that linked down below. I think that it's really important to have studies and clickable links and things like that with uh, research research when you're talking about things like science or psychology. If you really resonated with this video and feel like it personally relates to you and maybe you have some spaces in your home that you need a little help working on, I do have a wait list for my workshop. It's not currently open, but we hope to be opening it in the next month or two. So feel free to go ahead and join the wait list for that. And I will let you know as soon as it's available and I'll chat with you next week.